Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast, hosted by Joshua Shaw and Ryan Buckeye. What's up, Josh Shaw? You know, instead of saying ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to start talking to you. I mean, I, I can't assume that people are listening to us. I can't even assume people are watching us. Although, if you look at the YouTube analytics, there's a couple of views. And by a couple, I mean there's quite a few views on Sound Woman. The analytics from the downloadable content is there. So, so unless it's you, you know, just hitting play on a bunch of different IPs. <laughs> Yeah, it's me. It's me just like an incognito window, just letting it run for like days and days and days and but just getting those views up. That's how that's how the election works. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, the the politicians, they vote for themselves over and over through themselves and dead people. I mean, you've seen Tommy Boy or Black Sheep, which yeah. one is it? whatever, which one it is. They're both awesome <laughs> movies. But I mean, you know, it's funny is like back in the day when that movie came out, people laughed about it. And like, it's a legit thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. There's all kinds of like those crazy things, I guess. Anybody, I guess it depends on what type of news organization you watch or listen to. Uh, that'll tell you maybe how much you um, think there is fraud or not. But uh, I think, you know, any logical person knows that there's some level of it. It's just a matter of how much. Josh, are you voting for Donald Trump? Mm. Just put him on the spot, right here on the spot. Don't answer, <laughs> don't answer that question. We don't need people to, to stop listening to us or to even turn on to us. But it is election season. We've seen debates, presidential, vice president. I voted today. I voted absentee ballot because I don't want to stand lines and I don't want to deal with bullshit. But I voted. I'm sure as an entrepreneur yourself, I think you are the type of person that probably take it upon yourself to do your civil duty and vote as well. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's – but you're also the type of person like me. I mean, I have thoughts and ideas, and sometimes I get pissed off, and sometimes I smile, but I don't ever go to social media. I don't ever portray it very much in my business, and we've touched on sort of ideas in the past on how do you get involved as a business, where do you stay away, but being it, being political season, election season, uh, we thought it would be a good idea to kind of just you know talk a little bit more about the election and, and your business and politics and what to do, what not to do. And I mean, it's, there are people that you and I know who are extremely um, polarizing when it comes to politics. I mean, you walk into, I mean, it's all over social media. You walk into the Redcon Run office and you walk in Eduardo's office or, or, you know, I mean, it is just plastered with one of the candidates that he loves. I mean, it's, but he, and I don't necessarily know he goes on social media and does it from a representation standpoint for Redcon One, but um, I don't know. It's interesting because people, it always seems like this time of year, it's just, if I didn't own a business, I would unplug from social. I would just stay the hell off. Yeah, it's, this has been something I think for the last few election cycles, it's it's kind of been building and culminating into like something bigger. Um, I know growing up, one of the things you didn't talk about was politics. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I, you didn't ask somebody who they were voting for because it's none of your business and you right. shouldn't really even get into that. But for whatever reason today, that's what everybody talks about. It's like, seems to be the number one thing that people are like kind of deciding who or who they are not going to be friends with, which sounds just so asinine right. to me that it's just like crazy. I, I just cannot believe that somebody would not be friends with somebody or not respect somebody or not whatever, just because of somebody's views on politics. Right. Um, <laughs> it's so funny, but because I think the rhetoric in the United States is very much towards that, businesses have kind of drawn themselves into that. I think because of two reasons. One, I think it's 
part of being into the conversation of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Two, I think a lot of the owners are in front of brands now and also people have access to them because of yeah. social media or whatever. So you actually know what the owners or the you know leadership people think about politics. And because of that, there is some kind of blowback or kind of things that happen um, to the brand. It's kind of like, how do you separate those things sometimes? Because if people think you are uh, in line with whatever political stance, and they are buying your product, they know eventually from a trickle-down standpoint, that's going to your pocket, which mm -hmm. then could be going towards a political candidate that you're not into. And that creates a bunch of problems today. Uh, I think the the biggest case for this recently is The Rock, right? He come out and he, for the first time ever in his life, he's got two million, two, 200 million followers, I don't even know what it is on Instagram, something crazy. Um, came out and supported Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Well, The Rock is also the, the figure for Under Armour's Project Rock. So it'll be interesting then to see, okay, and, and we've seen it. Like, he, he got a ton of flack on social media and people saying, like, I'm not going to buy the Project Rock stuff anymore. I'm going to throw it in the trash. That's how, I don't know if you want to call it passion, stupid. I don't know what you want to call it. But if you're going to throw away a $50 T-shirt because somebody happens to support a candidate that you don't, maybe you need to rethink what the fuck is going on because I think that's absolutely ridiculous. But that is a, a blowback on the brand. And it'd be interesting in that conversation or, or in that world because Under Armour is, is probably like, I'm sure they're probably like, ah, oh, maybe we wish you wouldn't have done that. But at the same time, Rock has made them so much money with that line. They really don't have a pot to piss in or say much to them at that standpoint. But if you were the CEO of Under Armour, Josh Shaw, which maybe someday you would be, when you're big athletes, whether it's The Rock or maybe it's like – or LeBron for Nike, right? We all know who LeBron's going to vote for. It's obvious. But, I mean, yeah. do you have an issue with that as a CEO? No, I mean, I think anybody should have their own opinion. I mean, they've built that platform. They've built that soapbox. It's a lot bigger than other people's. They have the right to talk about whatever they want. It's not – it's the job of the person on the other side to, like, realize that that's just somebody's opinion. It's not an expert opinion. They don't know anything more than you. It's just that that's their opinion. They right. just so happen to have such a large voice. I think that's where the confusion gets a lot of times is that just because somebody has an opinion, people then think they're the expert, which – is not the case at all. I feel like in 2020, and just in, I don't know when this started. Uh, probably like with the, like the advancement of millennials into corporate America and toward, towards more higher level jobs, maybe. But it's been encouraged, I think, from a lot of like C-suite people to you know, to have their their underbody like display their voice and 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 stand for something, right? So whether it's the Colin Kaepernick Nike campaign from from years ago or whatever, but I feel like even my time at General Mills. The C-suite people are like, hey, if there's a there's something that you believe in, like we're okay, like we you do your thing. But they, at some level, if you're a part of a board with shareholders or you're a publicly traded company, I'm sure that there's probably a board of directors or a bunch of shareholders that would prefer money not be taken out of their pocket because of somebody's political stance. So I think it's a fine line as well as like where do you where do you draw that line? What do you what's your what's your responsibility as a company? What's your responsibility as an employee of that company to that company's bottom line? Because I don't know. I mean, is Under Armour going to hurt from Rock taking a stance? Blimp on the radar, probably. I don't think it's – it's not like he killed somebody or did something extreme or – you know, I mean, there there are times where companies, I think, stood by a certain athlete or a certain um, – you know, for instance, like CrossFit CEO stayed on, right, or whatever. When that happened, they probably would have lost a lot of affiliation and some money. So um, I don't know. I, in terms of like I, I think all the time it's like, okay, I want to – allow my people to express how they feel 
And if we have ambassadors, affiliates, athletes, especially in our space, like we want to embrace their feelings and encourage them and support them, even if sometimes they don't necessarily agree with our values and morals. But at the same time, there is a morally right line that they do have to tippy-toe, I think, at times. So it doesn't actually impact and hurt the company image in which they represent, right? Yeah, and I think what the issue is kind of coming out now is that I don't know if it's younger generation, I mean, even our generation in a lot of senses, is that they believe that who they work for should be the personification of them. It should be yeah. complete with the ideals and beliefs that they believe in. And I have a hard time even understanding that because I have lived in major cities. I went to college. Like everything was super liberal. And I am not that, but I choose to do that most of the time because it broadens my perspective on things. I get to hear what other people are doing. And because of that, it makes me a better person. Now, yeah. for whatever reason, people like to be in that echo chamber. And then you're seeing the issues with a lot of the businesses today that maybe their leadership team takes a stance on something. It's totally opposite to what a lot of maybe their employees are. So they decide that they're going to either boycott, quit, do something to you know influence that person to change mm. their thing. It even gets to the level of you know if that company takes maybe some money from a certain private equity firm, that private equity firm does work with maybe defense contracting or, or something like that, all of a sudden they take the linkage back to a certain person and they say, you took this money, we're going to kind of cancel you, we don't want to work for you anymore, because if you would take money from somebody like that that would do business with this person, it's kind of weird how the, all those like trickle down kind of interconnectivity of things. I think it's the easiest ones to see are the ones that end up getting like hurt. But if people realized how interconnected everything was, like you literally wouldn't be able to consume anything, eat anything, like you, it's everything is so interconnected, like Correct. six degrees of like, I always say like the six degrees of like business, Kevin Bacon, like if you did that, like everything is connected together. So it, it would be tough for somebody to really like be able to stand on their own and feel like they're insulated from whatever kind of cancel culture or things that could happen. But the, Kind of the case that you're seeing today is that because a lot of the brands or businesses don't want to get caught up in all this, they're actually going on. I think maybe Spotify maybe just recently did this in the last week or so. They took a stand and said, we're not going to be political at all. We're not going to have a stance. We're, we're, we're going to not be involved with any of this anymore. If you don't like that, you know, hit the road because we're going to be straight down the middle. We're going to be focused on what we do and we're not going to let any of that outside distraction really be involved with that. And for me, I'm like, that sounds right, yeah. cool. I like that. Um, but a lot of their um, employees were really upset because they wanted them to go take a stance in a certain way. And so it's like, you're damned if you do, damned if you're not, I guess this is, you know, the situation. Right. It's almost echoing that the, conversation we had about you know when we started talking about like the black box and the george floyd and, and that right like i think in that instance it was a little bit easier for companies to take a stand because i think the vast majority of the population all had the same point of view on, on that situation like enough is enough like we support this movement um obviously you have your outliers but politics are just so polar opposite i mean there's there's not like 90 percent of the population doesn't support blue or doesn't support red and they are at like they are at each other's throats to the point where you said, like, we can't be friends because we have a difference in opinion based on the candidate or, you know, we're blocking people on social. I mean, to, there are to bring it back to our space. I think our space is filled with um, I'm going to use the term CEO 
and I'm with respect, but also loosely, because I feel like in our space, there are true CEOs and then there are dress up, look like wannabe ones. Right. Um, and, and what if that pisses some people off, it pisses some people off. But the people then will get on their soapbox on social media who happen to own a company that probably doesn't even do a million dollars in sales a year. But they'll just like totally take an extreme stance. And I sit back and I look at that. And I go, is that really what you should be doing? Like, I mean, yes, you have you have a right. There's an amendment that protects your freedom of speech. But, you know, there are a lot of things that I would that I have on my mind that I have my plate, just as you do. Like we have thoughts, we have opinions, we have those conversations with our in our inner circle. And I've had people in my inner circles say before, like, why don't you like why don't you publicly say these things like you have a platform? Why don't you do it? Because I know better. Or I mean, that's kind of like my standpoint. But. Looking at some of these in our space, and it's not just our space, but we're going to say our space because we're we're so connected and we're so small. I'm 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 utterly shocked at times some of the statuses and comments that I read from higher level representation in these sports nutrition companies or CEOs of these sports nutrition companies that they think it's okay to post that publicly, and maybe consumers don't know that they're involved with the brand. There's probably that too, but like I do, and do I disrespect? Do I do I respect them less? I, I appreciate them having a voice and having a point of view, but I also think you got to tread lightly on what you post publicly because it can come back and it can hurt you. And if it starts hurting your business and then you play the card like, well, you're not going to buy from me because of the, you know, because of, of my first amendment. It's like, come on, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too type thing here. You need to pick, you need to pick something. People, I don't think realize how closely related a personal brand and a actual brand is now today. Mm -hmm. I think that, because somebody has a stance, I I love when people are passionate about whatever they want to talk about, and especially if they're very well informed about yeah, a situation. That's the key I, you know, that's I enjoy the key I enjoy hearing about those things. I also realize by them doing that, they are actively segmenting the market. They're basically saying, half of you, I don't care about your business. Even if they realize that consciously or not, and I would assume most of them probably don't, and then subconsciously it's happening. There's one of those things where they have to realize that that's a real thing. That's a really good strategy to do, but you also need to understand your customer. Does that match up? Because if you are you know, a brand that's very much geared towards maybe younger uh, millennials, older Gen Z, you know, urban culture, this type of thing, odds are they live in a major city, they believe in a certain um, viewpoint, and if you're going to go out and maybe speak against that, you have to realize that that is totally against your customer. So odds are you probably, regardless of what your opinion is, should keep it kind of quiet, keep it to yourself, because it would alienate a lot of your customers. Now, the opposite side is if you are a brand and your customers are really a personification of you as a person, it actually probably strengthens your brand. But sure. you have to know that point of it, if not. And I think there's... In sports nutrition or just supplements, you know, it, it is such a small market comparable to the broader one. So you don't necessarily already have access to all the customers. You're not, it's not like something that everybody buys. So you need to realize like you're already segmenting a segment of the market. So like how small do you want to get and how kind of down that range you want to go? Because if we pull this like way back up towards like large CPG and you think about like the biggest companies out there, you know, the Coca-Cola's, the PepsiCo's, things like that. Right. They tend to um, give money to political parties or the owners of the political. They give it almost 50-50. Like basically, it's they just give it to both sides just because they want, you know, just to be kind of fair and they want to be kind of even. And then 
they also give to their kind of political action committees or you know whatever those um, special interest groups are in terms of like lobbying, basically around maybe if it's Coca-Cola, it'd be something around lobbying towards maybe not having soda taxes or making sure that certain farmers were getting access to um, some benefits in certain bills and, and things like that, because they're trying to benefit their part of their business. Right. Um, that's usually where a lot of the kind of the, I guess, the hairiness of the politics of, of spending goes to, because when you do go to those, some of those action committees, those also have some way they lean, and then people can kind of see where your moves are at or where you think things are going to go. But when you're at that level, you need to kind of be in the in the middle, like, you know, the owners and things, they might be giving things like secretively through different ways and through foundations or whatever they need to do. Um, but towards, you know, outwardly, they have to be kind of right down the middle and say, hey, we're, you know, we're kind of, we're for everybody. We're, we're selling, uh, you know, a tasty soda. We don't really want to segment the market. I mean, they wanted to put like make, make soda great again campaign and for every, you know, can <laughs> they sell it's 10 cents to that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, maybe, because we're in this space, it's exemplified or it's magnified a bit because we are outspoken as a space, or at least the the ones involved with it. But I mean, I, I feel I don't want to. I don't know. I guess from your standpoint and, and my standpoint, I, I think we might agree on this. But do you, if you see a brand take a stance so extreme, but that's how they feel because of their passion, but they're not necessarily a personal brand. Yes, no. I mean, is, is it like from your – as a consultant, put your consultant hat on at this point, right? Not like for your, your personal opinion hat. Like, you know, Mark Loblaner, we've talked about him a lot. He's very polarizing. He will say whatever he wants on social. And I think he's done it for so long now. People just either dislike him or they respect the fact that, hey, he does, he's got zero fucks to give. He's just going to say what he feels. I, I mean, MTS, Outright Bar has kind of become like – his personal brands because he's so involved in even Tiger Fitness, which is a, a retailer to an extent. Um, you know, but I think, yeah, he, he just doesn't fucking care. He doesn't care if he, who he pisses off. But for the vast majority, I think, you know, unless you, again, unless you've created that personal brand in 2020 and, and that's how it should be nowadays, I think, um, I still think you got to be careful. Yeah, I think that if it's a brand that people don't know who's behind it and that's very hard to even i don't even know too many of them like that even at the biggest levels you know it's it, it, people can easily type some things in the google machine and you can figure things out pretty quickly um so i th and there's always a story like if somebody creates a brand that's like already so hardcore segmented they don't do that because they just want to do it. Yeah, There's true. a reason behind that. So like you have to already assume that somebody behind that had a reason why they did what they did. You know, they don't just, unless it's like some type of like farce, like, you know, the, Oh, I want to make fun of something. And like, maybe you're the opposite. So you make a brand that's, you know, whatever. Um, but I think overall, there's always a connection to like why you're building something as an entrepreneur. It's not like you just come up with these ideas out of nowhere. So, right. you know, I, um, I think as an example with somebody like Mark Lobliner, I to your point, I mean, he has documented decade of plus of of him kind of just speaking his mind, and I think he's pretty fair in terms of you know when he speaks out about a bunch of different groups. I mean, yeah. his political affiliation is one thing, but I think overall, if he's talking about certain things, it's he's kind of all across the board and kind of keeps everybody in check. So I don't necessarily think he gets as much maybe blowback as he potentially could. Sure. Um, 
the other people that are kind of on my mind in terms of outward, it, and it's interesting because I think all the people that are a little bit loud in our space, and maybe this is just because our space leans a little bit towards the um, Republican side of things, mm -hmm. more towards like, I would say, libertarian Republican side of like, just kind of leave us alone and let yeah. us do our thing type of, you know. Um, you have brands that, or owners that have, you know, a, a pretty strong stance towards that, be that uh, like Bang Energy with Jack Oak, he like, you know, he's at those White House events. Like yep. he's at that level where his giving, right. you know, percentage of what he's doing, like they are um, highlighting him on some of those um, Republican news channels, you know, things like that. So that's been some blowback. I don't think, again, I don't think it's really hurt them all that much because they're such a high growing brand and people, it's in demand, they want it. I, I haven't really seen any slowing down based around that, even though I have seen a lot of like social chatter that people are like, don't buy bang because it, you know, it's basically funding Trump or, you know, whatever. Sure. Um, I don't think that it's really affected as people as much as maybe, um, you know, you think because maybe you only see those things because the social media shows you only one view anyway. So you think, oh, everybody hates this because of that. And I don't think that's the, the case on most of the, um, most of the world in terms of their purchasing. And then, you know, similar, you talked about Redcon. I mean, that's, they're yeah. pretty obvious, um, even if they aren't necessarily like putting it out there, like coup, you can right. already tell. It's just all those moves. I mean, any, you know, relatively smart person could put the puzzle together and realize what's going on there. Um, and then, you know, with First Form as well, with like that's Andy Priscilla, yeah. like they are, they are way out, like they're, they're probably one of the most in terms of how they talk or how they're, you know, kind of presenting things. And, and again, I don't think it's necessarily towards like vote for this person or get out in front. Like it's more around like certain issues that align with that political party that is more broadcast towards like pay attention to this. Are you not listening? You know, like they're trying to use their soapbox in a way to like maybe provide a different viewpoint than other than that person maybe is seeing in their own social um, network in terms of um, just the voices. Because mm -hmm. when you are certain. <coughs> Especially when you're on one side of the fence and you 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 have been on Facebook maybe for 15 years, Facebook's going to show you a certain thing, and and because of that, you just assume that's what everybody thinks. Right. Now, it, all of a sudden, maybe you follow a brand owner or whatever because you love their products, and then they're speaking something that's totally opposite of what you believe in. It is kind of shocking in a little way because you think like, well, I only know this one thing. Um, I, everybody believes what I believe, but then you realize there are people that believe the opposite, and I think they're using their platforms more on like to broadcast these opposite issues or these opposite perspectives on maybe the lockdown or, or whatever. And just kind of saying like, Hey, as a business owner, as a person that thinks this way, I cannot get around this issue or this, you know, wherever. Um, and I think they're using it in a tactical strategic way in their own sense. I mean, they probably go a little bit too far here and there if that's, you know, Mark, is that Jack, is that, um, you know, Frisella or Singerman, they all kind of at points you get right. in those things. But I, but I think overall, they're not approaching it like, like propaganda for a, a particular political affiliation. I think it's just, hey, here's my viewpoints. I have a soapbox similar to like LeBron or anybody else. It just so happens that they're attached to a, a business. Right. 
I didn't really even realize about uh, first form. Honest, but I, honestly, I and I should probably do a better job of keeping up with them, but I just I don't. Um, do you do you listen to his podcast? Is that kind of how you get the or just follow him? Like four or five years ago, somebody did introduce me to the through the podcast. I'd actually met him a few times before, um, just as when he was owning the supplement superstores, um, but just not really followed anything that was going on. Somebody showed a podcast to me. Then after that, I just follow him, kind of just casually on social media so i know at least enough of what's going on but gotcha. it's not something where i'm interacting or knowing like i'm not watching everything so every once in a while you catch things and um most of the time i, I people will show me something to ask for my opinion and then right. that's usually when i have to dig into something and say oh you know here's why they're doing what they're doing or this is my opinion on why they're doing what they're doing and that's usually how i get deep into maybe some people's um kind of personal brands or personal pages sure no that's that's good uh I, I, it's going to because I mean, right now, this podcast is going to publish and we will be, holy hell, two weeks away from the election. Yeah, something like Roughly that. Yeah. Um, three, maybe. I mean, so I think, um, you know, it's going to it's going to magnify over the next, especially with we've only had one as a district court, one presidential debate, one vice president debate. I think people now are saying in their votes. Um, we'll have how many presidential debates are we gonna get? Do we get? Do we get one? Three, one, two? just one more, maybe. I think, or maybe two more. I'm not sure. I thought it was two more, but one apparently might get canceled because they don't want to do it virtually yeah. or whatever it might be. So, um, that's really when, like, during those debates and the, the days following the debates, is so when a lot of people get the loudest, you know. And, and I think if you're listening to this podcast, I, I encourage you to follow a social media closely, uh, even if it makes you cringe, just to just to see what these personalities and what these executives do and and i think from a consumer standpoint you i get why people are like well i can't fucking buy this anymore because they support xyz because you feel so strongly about your position but at the same time as a consumer shouldn't we respect that people have the right to their opinion the right to their the right to what they feel because let's be real somebody uh josh and i are are small business owners we're business owners so there are certain things in um in legislation and politics and which could benefit our companies in terms of like corporate taxes and things of that nature. So we might lean a certain way. And I say this a lot, like I will, I will gladly admit it on this podcast. I think financially I'm conservative socially. I'm, I'm more liberal. I, I'm okay with a lot of the stuff, you know, but, it, but you'll never, you never find a candidate that is, that's both like it's, it's always extreme, right? Extreme left. And then the ones who are the loudest on social media are exactly that. They're extreme right or extreme left because the ones who are kind of, to your point, in the middle, for whatever reason, their voices are never loud enough or they don't get as much attention because they're not as controversial. So, I mean, if if you – I mean – and those are the ones too, probably like you and I. I don't know, necessarily know your political views, but me being you know financially one way, socially another way, maybe that's why I'm reserved and not saying something because it's – you know, like like I don't feel that I need to go out there on my soapbox and tell people my way of thinking, my views, why I vote a certain way. But honestly, like you have to look at, uh, um, you know, all the viewpoints as a voter. You have to look at your current situation. You have to look at your children's situation, your children's children. And if that is the best play for you, then who am I as a consumer to tell you that you're fucking wrong? Like, I mean, that to me. So it's like it could be a shame on you as a as a leader to be so extreme. But it's also a shame on you to the consumer for judging somebody that harsh that you're just going to be like, you know what, I'm going to go. And, and again, this is your this is your choice. So here I am judging them for making a judgmental decision on something else. So, I mean, maybe I'm being a hypocrite in this conversation. But I think, like, it shouldn't you shouldn't let somebody's political views, like, dictate 
how you live your life, dictate how you spend your money. I mean, if somebody makes a really quality piece of clothing and you've liked it for years and all of a sudden now they like Donald Trump, you're just not going to buy that anymore. I mean, that's your choice. And, and, and we can't, like I said, we can't not respect your choice, but I think that there's better reasons not to buy somebody's gear than because they support one of the candidates that you might not like. I kind of think about when you're talking about the media manipulation episode and, and just around how media companies as a whole you know, end up making revenue. It's like the only way they make revenue is to segment the audience in a certain way to sell against those mm-hmm. um, those personas for ads. So the middle doesn't make sense because it's hard for you to really know where they stand on certain things. Right. So you you end up muffling those voices because you don't really want those ones to win. You want you'd rather the the extremes win or the extremes end up be getting the most attention because then you can sell and make more money on those things. So it's it's uh, there's a lot of things going on that I think people need to just take a step back and realize like can I think for myself like I I always think about like when somebody's like, well, what are you from a political standpoint? What I said, I'm, I'm myself. Right. Like, what do you mean? I I don't want to be put in a box. Mm -hmm. Like, like, well, but where would you, you know, I said, because of the way that our political system, I might vote a certain way because of maybe the, like you said, the viewpoints or, or where I put my priorities, they may be aligned more, but there's never been in the history of anything that I've ever you know, thought of, from a consumerism standpoint, a person, whatever. I've never liked every single thing about every, ever anybody right. or anything. It's just because I have my own opinions, and, yeah. and I think that people need to take a step back and, and think about that and realize that um, you're. It's okay to have your own opinions. It's okay to think differently. It's okay to not feel like you have to feel a certain way because maybe you're in a certain socioeconomic area or demographic, um, or whatever, like just because everybody else is doing something doesn't mean that you have to do that. You could think freely and, and maybe that makes you, you know, uh, a weirdo today, but I, I think that's what needs to happen. I think that's, it's okay to like, it's okay to take a company because they, they maybe believe in something, but yet still like their products and wear them proudly and enjoy that. You know, you don't have to just think about it in such like, interconnected ways that like, oh, well, I can't, I can't because the people around me are going to judge me because I'm wearing this or I'm consuming this, like get out of that box. Get, yeah. get, it's like, think for yourself, like who cares? Do what you want to do. I mean, that's the point of this whole thing is like, you have your own brain. You can be able to do whatever you want. Who cares what other people think? So because by purchasing um, it, then they're supporting the cause in which they're against Josh. It's like, it, it's so, you can't it's wait. so asinine. It's like half of these people that want to do this whole cancel culture stuff, they don't even know their own history in their family to even know that like they maybe we, we should cancel them sometimes you know what i mean because they are back to you know times when they were doing bad it's like no you, it's the don't throw stones in a glass house type perspective you know don't don't do that like if people would spend more time focusing on themselves and focus on their own goals and not focus on what other people think or whatever it's like it'd be so much better off it's uh, you know i know we're getting off of a total tangent here but i think it's this whole business and politics thing it's sh- they should be able to be like connected and it shouldn't matter. It should just be able to, you should be able to do these things and be able to still act freely. But for whatever reason you have to watch, because if you are connected too closely or too close to the fire, you are instantly probably segmenting it 50% right off the bat, because especially politics, 
doesn't matter if you're red or blue, it's 50-50. Whatever yeah. the decision is, you can think about the most polarizing topic, it's still 50-50. It just, this is how it is. So you have to realize if you take a stance on something, you believe in something, you have to realize that you just segmenting 50% of the customers out of the way. And if you're okay with that, cool. If you're not, just shut up, you know? On that note, I'm going to yeah. shut up. I'm going to tell people, hit that subscribe <laughs> button, iTunes, Spotify, if you're watching via YouTube. At Two Guys One Shaker Cup on Instagram, Twitter, we are over at the Facebook as well. Follow along on a, a, a channel that we are pretty active on is LinkedIn, so you can follow Josh Shaw on LinkedIn, myself as well, if you want some more information. But um, good luck with the election, Josh Shaw. I hope your candidate wins, and I don't even know who the fuck that is. Um, <laughs> I will. Uh, I voted for Dwayne the Rock Johnson again for the second election. Again? In yeah, with yep. Stone Cold as the VP. Right? I, I put I put Mick Foley, the Rock and Sock oh. Connection, baby. <laughs> Uh, at least I spelt The Rock's name correctly on this ballot versus one four years ago. God, I'm a fucking moron. Subscribe to our podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Podcast, and more. Follow us along on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Two Guys, One Cup, Instagram, and Twitter.